Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is August 12th, and our reading comes from the end of 1 Corinthians chapter 7. He says, beginning in verse 25, Now regarding your question about the young women who are not married yet, I do not have a command from the Lord for them, but the Lord in His mercy has given me wisdom that can be trusted, and I will share it with you. Because of the present crisis, I think it's best to remain as you are, to remain unmarried. If you have a wife, do not seek to end the marriage. If you do not have a wife, do not seek to get married. But if you do get married, it's not a sin. And if a young woman gets married, it's not a sin. However, those who get married at this time will have troubles and I'm trying to spare you those problems. What in the world's Paul talking about? Well, what Paul is talking about is the severe persecution that's coming upon the church. And Paul just basically says, in light of all this persecution, in light of all of our suffering, in light of the fact that we are constantly on the run, I would remain as you are. So if you're married, that's fine. Stay married. Y'all can work together. But if you're unmarried, in light of what we're going through, I wouldn't worry about marriage. So he's not downplaying the importance of marriage or discouraging people from being married. They're just kind of in a crisis. And he's saying, in light of this crisis, I'm not sure this is the right time to throw a wedding and to try to do a honeymoon and to navigate the first few years of marriage. All that stuff is tough. And with all the persecution and being on the run and in hiding and all that we're going through right now, might be better off to stay as you are. So he's just kind of speaking of their cultural concerns. Now watch this, verse 29, he says, but let me say this, dear brothers and sisters, the time that remains is very short. So, I mean, they live with this conviction, Jesus is coming back any moment. So from now on, those with wives should not focus only on the marriage. Those who weep or who rejoice or who buy things should not be absorbed with their weeping or their joy or their possessions. Those who use the things of this world should not become attached to them, for this world as we know it will soon pass away. Now, again, he's talking kind of out of this context of, man, Jesus might come back any day, so let's not get hung up on these temporary things. Let's live for Jesus. And although it's been 2,000 years, and I hope Jesus comes today, we do need to live, I think, with this same perspective. We have to be careful that we're not so caught up in our circumstances and so caught up in our possessions that really we lose the ability to live on mission. Often, we're so overextended, there's no margin in our life, we have no time to connect with Jesus, much less represent Him in our world. Because remember, the only way we can represent Him is we have to be with Him so we can become like Him, and then in our world, in all of these places where we do life, we can represent Jesus. We can bring the kingdom of God. We can bring the life of God into that environment. But you can't do that if you can't be with Jesus. And the truth is, the only way we can be with Jesus is if we have some margin. But if we get overextended pursuing the American dream and so caught up in the world that we have no time for Jesus, then we sacrifice our mission and purpose as believers. So we just have to be careful. It's not that those things are evil. I have a house. I have a car, right? I have some hobbies. But I want to be careful 
that those things don't so dominate my life that I'm unable to live for Jesus in the kingdom. Because the truth is, that's what life's really about. All of this is temporary. And then he says one more thing that I want to highlight. Verse 32, he says, I want you to be free from the concerns of this life. An unmarried man can spend his time doing the Lord's work and thinking how to please the Lord. But a married man has to think about his earthly responsibilities and how to please his wife. His interests are divided. Again, he's not saying marriage doesn't have value. He's just saying that when you get married, and every one of you that are married know this, right? When we get married, our loyalty, our energy, our focus it's divided, right? It's divided between Jesus and the kingdom and our spouse. Not that those two things are in conflict. So one of the ways I serve Jesus is by serving my spouse. But it's also true that the things about being a husband and father do prevent me from giving the same kind of time and attention and energy that I would just give to the kingdom if I was single. So again, I don't think Paul in this passage is saying you should stay single. I'm just trying to help you to understand what is it that Paul is addressing. Remember, the church is under great persecution. They're on the run. They are in great danger. And Paul is trying to say in light of all of that, you know, we need to, we need to stay focused on Jesus. And whether you get married or not, the same thing is true for us today. Let me pray for you, Father. I pray that you would help us all not to get so caught up in this world. Even something good like the institution of marriage and family, even something good like our career, even something good like our possessions, God, help us not to get so caught up in that and overextend ourselves that we lose the capacity to be with you. And so we fail to ever become like you and actually fulfill our life purpose, doing what you did on the earth. So God, I pray that you'd help each of us to kind of think through that and pray through it as we're reading this passage and to and to figure out how do we continue to follow Jesus with the responsibilities that we have in our life. And God, I pray that you'd anoint us all, that you'd that you'd empower us all to serve our families and to serve our community. Help us to live with margin so that we can guard our hearts and and maximize our impact for the kingdom. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Well, thanks again for being with me today. Man, I hope that encourages you. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.